That sound, kill him. What is that sound? Is that a hive of mad bees or something? John, it's a drone delivery. D-R-O-N-E, not bees. Thank goodness. Hey, this is John Phillips, and speaking of drones, we have the wizard behind the curtain on the show today, the leader of innovators in the last mile home delivery business. Today, we speak with Wing's own head of Virginia operations, Keith Heidi, based in Christiansburg, Virginia, Wing, a sister company to Google, is leading the tech community and last mile delivery with drones. Good morning, Keith. Great to have you on the show. Fantastic to be here. Thanks, John and Kim. Thank you, Keith. We're so excited to have you. And I am Kim Blair. We also welcome our listeners to Virginia Technology Today, a public affairs feature of WFIR. Keith Heidi is our guest, and we are discussing drone technology. Keith, what is the latest with Wing? And if you would, could you also share your experience in this crazy year of COVID? Yeah, thank thank you so much. Um, Well, I Uh, What I'll say is COVID has been challenging in so many ways, Um, you know, from uh, shutting down certain uh, businesses to access to different locations. Um, And I think one of the things here at Wing that we did right when COVID hit was we made sure we instituted all of the kind of the the best CDC policies we could find right off the bat. Um, With that said, um, during the the COVID year, you know, during 2019, we saw a huge amount of growth. We saw 500% growth uh, for our drone delivery service. Um, And this really comes in in many different forms. You know, Uh, when it comes to drone delivery, uh, it it helps people reduce that one trip out of the store. So all those types of things that you could see being a challenge going to the store during COVID, whether it's um, to pick up a book or to pick up candy or to pick up food, all of those those types of use cases, drone delivery really enables, allows you to stay at home, allows you to get that without that kind of one extra trip here or there. Um, with that said, you know, happy to, to chat about many different things. Um, that's certainly, uh, that, that growth is certainly something we've seen. And what I'll say is, uh, we saw the growth over 2019 and what it's been really impressive is that it stayed there. So even as restrictions have kind of loosened up and even as restaurants have opened up a bit more, we've seen that level of engagement from the community and really across the globe. Keith, we want to help our listeners get to understand you a little bit in your career. And you certainly have taken a winding road. I think you started out, my understanding (laughs) is, with a study in history and then math and physics and ultimately a master's in engineering mechanics and a PhD focused on control systems using robots with bioreactors. Now, you got to explain that to me. How do you integrate robots and bioreactors? And then certainly fill us in on how you eventually found your way to wing. Yeah, yeah, happy to. Um, So I I think one of the things that you probably already picked up on is that I'm a bit of a generalist when it comes down to it. So um, I had a lot of interests across a lot of different spaces. I, at one point, I was doing civil engineering, another point I was doing, as you mentioned, engineering mechanics, really focused on fluid dynamics. Um, What I'll say is when I came back to start my grad school, I worked with a lot of fantastic professors at Virginia Tech. Um, Mark Stremler in the engineering mechanic department, um, one of them in particular, and they they definitely helped me to encourage my curiosity across a bunch of different fields. And so that's certainly what led me to be looking into all these different types of technologies. Now, when it comes to uh, integrating 
uh, engineered living cells with robotics. That was definitely nurtured by my PhD advisor, uh, Dr. Warren Reuter. Um, we started off at Virginia Tech, then, then we actually moved uh, universities kind of late in the grad school experience. Um, but it, it, it really is an interesting use case. You know, it, it, it combines genetic engineering with kind of traditional software programming. Um, and, you know, if we go into the details on that, it's going to be a longer, a longer radio show that I think we're ready for. <laughs> Maybe today, but we'll probably have you back because Kim yeah. and I like talking to Hokies. We certainly, we certainly enjoy that. Yeah. You know, in our region, drone delivery may be a novel concept and I'm certainly some of that technology has been around for some time, but I know that on a daily basis, your drones are using some advanced technology that you've also developed. Tell us a little bit about what Wing has had to create. Yeah, I'd say when you when you think about the Wing delivery service platform, you can kind of think of it as maybe three different pieces. So there's of course the drone itself, which is the you know physical device that that's flying and, and bringing those packages to the customers. This is, our drone is, is engineered to be lightweight. It's engineered to be, you know, have redundant safety systems on board. Um, but all of that piece of engineering that goes into it, that's really the work of those aerospace engineers, the mechanical engineers, the electrical engineers that make that system real. Um, really cool piece of technology. Um, the one that, you know, we like to often talk about the little hook that lifts the package up and then drops it off. So that's just one of many cool systems that are on there, all integrated into that lightweight package. Um, then there's, of course, the software. So the software is really the brains of the system. This is where our, our flight automation gets gets run. So all of those route planning, our, our ability for our system to fly, um, fly, the, fly the drones to the consumers on demand, planned, and just be ready to go. Um, of course, there's fulfillment items as well in there. So how, how do we actually get the order and get it to our team? And then finally, the third piece of technology is really around all of the services that Wing provides for our partners. So uh, we want it to be a situation where local businesses can just plug in. Local businesses can say, okay, we want to deliver by Wing. Let's just sign up and be on the system easily. So um, I'm sure you already know this, but we have uh, a local coffee shop. We've got a local bakery. We have a local uh, Mexican restaurant. Um, of course, we have a local uh, Sugar Magnolia and Blacksburg is a local partner that we've been partnered with for a while. So we're, we're trying to make it as easy as possible for local merchants to get on board and then be able to deliver through our platform. All right. You've talked about some fascinating technologies there in that bundle of opportunity. I want to know what I have to do to learn to fly a drone. How do I get the job flying <laughs> drones for you? <laughs> well, I, here's one thing I'd say is that, you know, part of our, part of our hope for this experience is that we make the process of flying the aircraft as, as easy as possible. You know, that's part of all of that software technology that's baked in there. Um, and part of all of the reason we've engineered a system to be able to fly autonomously. Um, we want it to be turnkey. We want it to be easy. So then anyone can use this, the platform. That's great. And you're also using this in several other locations around the world. In fact, I think this is your first U.S. expansion to have it here in Christiansburg. Is that right? <laughs> Yes, correct. Christiansburg is the first uh, U.S. commercial delivery site that we operate. Now, when you look at uh, expansion in those other different countries and the U.S. and do a little bit of comparison, what have been some of the unique challenges you faced in the U.S.? Yeah, so one thing one thing I'll say is we're always looking for expansion opportunities. You know, we're always looking to grow. And, and you could think about it, our goal is to bring drone delivery to everyone. Um, so, the challenge of, ex of expansion in different places, they all come in different sizes, shapes, and forms. But I'd say in general, we try and think about it 
in kind of three funnels. The first is where's a place where our system can operate effectively? And this can come in a variety of different question marks, but you can imagine flying in say the frigid temperature in Greenland is probably not a great fit. <laughs> you know, we, we need a little bit more of a, of a, of a nice band of temperature. Um, then the next question is, is, are there any potential customers there? And if you've seen our technology, you know, we deliver to folks' backyards, we delivered um, to, to kind of a, a delivery zone. Um, so we want to find places where we're able to, to use that technology to fit in nicely. And then third is, um, where have people reached out and where's their interest? So we've been so lucky in Christiansburg, honestly. The community has just been overwhelmingly warm and, and kind and they're constantly engaged with us and, and we really appreciate being here. And part of the reason it's been a success is because there was interest for us to be there too. So those are kind of the three things we look for when talking about expansion. Um, of course, there's you know logistics and X, Y, and Z and a hundred other <laughs> factors that go into it, but those are kind of the big three. We are speaking with Keith Heidi, head of Virginia Operations for Wing. Keith, I know you have to keep thinking about these future locations and you've just laid out what is attractive. What are some of the challenges that are faced um, when you are looking at new locations? Yeah, I, I think uh, you can you could definitely think of the challenges as, as some of the inverses of those. So um, just as, a, as an example, we probably wouldn't want to be flying in the in kind of a place where there's a lot of uh, really tall skyscrapers, for instance. That's that's not some we don't want to operate in that density just yet. Of course, we want to be at a place where we bring drone delivery to everyone. That's probably not a good, you know, first or second expansion site in the U.S., though, um, to go for. Similarly, um, you know, I would say the, the the far north frigid regions of Alaska are, are going to be challenging for our system to operate today. Um, so we're, we're really looking for kind of those, that temperature sweet spot and the, the kind of location density that allows our, our, our drone delivery to have the most use. Um, and there's a lot of places that look like this, you know, it's, you could think of kind of anywhere that looks like, uh, Christiansburg or Blacksburg. Those are fantastic use cases. You could think of, um, suburbs outside of major cities, also great, great potential use cases, um, for expansion. So lots of opportunity out there, um, certainly an abundance of, of places to go, which is a, you know, a good thing for us. You talked about that Christiansburg has been so warm and welcoming. It has been a great template for what you would like to accomplish in the future of finding new sites and locations. What is it about, you think, the folks in Christiansburg that have been so welcoming? Why do you think they've embraced it so much? Yeah, I, I, I think it's it's probably part of the technology leaning nature of the of the community. First off, um, I think there's there's certainly you know of course there, well to back up a little bit there's of course really premier top level technology work always going on at Virginia Tech and and other folks who who are in that kind of sphere. Um, in particular, you know I'd be remiss not to shout out the folks at Virginia Tech Map, uh, which is kind of the the you know the the drone uh, leading research arm in the area. Um, with that said, like beyond that, the Christiansburg community, in addition to being very kind of technically savvy and, and tech interested has been incredibly uh, communicative with us. So whenever they want something, they definitely let us know. Whenever they're, they're looking to provide, we, we thrive off of feedback. And so they, they've been really kind of uh, uh, 
able to give that to us as we've expanded. You know, I'll give you an instant, an example. Um, the library book program that we launched over the summer, that was not something we came up with. That was a uh, Christiansburg community member who reached out to us and said, hey, here's a use case I'd love to see for drone delivery. That's the kind of stuff we're always looking for. And I would encourage all of your listeners to reach out. If, if there's a drone delivery use case that you're interested in, we're always looking for new, for new opportunities. Well, I've heard a great drone use case, Taco Tuesdays. I understand <laughs> that uh, that's that's one of the next items on your delivery service. And last night I had some dinner with uh, some friends of mine in Christiansburg, and they were talking about Taco Tuesday and how popular that was. But also I understand that delivery is free right now. And I'm curious how long you can continue to do uh, free delivery and what is the business model that ultimately works for drone deliveries? What do you think? Yeah, well, I, one thing I'll say is it's it's really early for us in the in the development phase still. So, um, of course, you know, deliveries are, are free right now. We we certainly don't have you know plans to alter that because um, we really think it's important to continue to uh, grow, continue to get adoption in the community, to continue to get that feedback, and continue to test our our ability to partner with these merchants in a successful way. All of those learnings are far more important than you know, a, a few uh, for delivery or something at this phase in our development. Um, with that said, you know, I, I think that there is is a very attractive market for, for making money in the drone delivery space. Um, and you could just boil it down to kind of the macroeconomic problem here. Um, if you need to deliver a small package uh, for that last mile, it's just going to be a lot more cost effective to do it with a, a 10 pound drone than with a, you know, 3000, 4,000 pound car. Um, and especially if you have an ability to do it with flight automation software that allows you to go directly without kind of excessive human intervention or human guidance. So. Well, it certainly sounds like the folks in Christiansburg are getting comfortable with the service and the technology as well. And, Tell us a little bit about your delivery numbers. Are they increasing or, and how do you measure performance? How will you know whether this has been a successful uh, venture in our area? Yeah, yeah. So uh, one number that I, that I mentioned at the kind of the top was that we've seen a 500% growth over last year. Um, just to put that into real terms, what we've seen is that and, and to show you how it's actually not just plateauing, but accelerating, um, we've seen more deliveries the first week in February than we did the entire month of January. So we're continuing to snowball. We're continuing to get more people on board and we're continuing to kind of grow the service from a number of people and number of orders that we deliver to. So I, I flagged two items there that are very important for us, total number of orders and total number of customers. Um, I would say another item that's really important is making sure folks get their their packages quickly so we we do want to be able to make sure we're we're able to deliver in a way that's uh you know appealing and fast you know we, we we strive for most of the orders to be under 10 minutes so that's that's the type of speed that is very important to us um and then i'd say of course you know in addition to volume, in addition to customers, um, it's really important that people have a good experience. So that, again, we're always getting that feedback. We're always trying to learn what can we do better. Um, and so customer customer success and customer approval of us is a very important feature that we, that we monitor as we continue to expand. So as we move toward the end of the show, we are curious about the Google X experience. 
I understand that Wing started in the X program and is now on its own as an independent Google company. Our listeners are familiar with our regional technology accelerator ramp. What can you tell us about Google-X and the process entrepreneurs go through as they rapidly expand out of Google's technology accelerator? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say when you think about X. Um, X is really Google's research and development lab where um, technologies are, are prototyped and, and tested. Um, these technologies are proved out there and they're kind of gotten to a place where they're ready to become a business. Um, for us at Wing, you know, there was, a, there was a history of making sure we went through the X process, making sure the technology was ready. And then we went through something called graduation. And what happens at graduation is that the Alphabet team uh, kind of pivots the, the, the goal and says, all right, the technology has been proven out. Um, it's ready for the market. And now let's go prove out the business. So now at, at the phase where Wing is, we're still very much a startup, um, but we have kind of graduated from that, that X umbrella. And, and we're now kind of a, a company within the Alphabet group. Um, and I think what X does a great job of, of course, is providing that atmosphere that allows for that research and development to happen, providing that sort of um, uh, uh, community and ability there, and, and also really connecting a lot of top-tier professionals with one another. So there's a lot of opportunities to kind of get ideas from other places and get expertise from other groups. Um, that's really kind of what's been impressive about the X community. So Keith, as our final question, what do you see as the future for Wing and as the future for this type of technology? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, I mentioned one thing that I think is really important for us. We're always looking to explore all of the use cases out there. Um, so I don't actually know all of the future, <laughs> all the potential the future could hold. And I'm hoping other folks out there can help us with that path. Um, one thing I will call out, though, that I'm really excited for in drone delivery is just the impact to um, congestion and the potential impact to sustainability. So, for instance, um, there was a study that was done in, with, at Virginia Tech recently about kind of the drone delivery impact to a, a major U.S. metro area. Um, and what it, what it kind of comes down to is that from having drone delivery adopted, um, it's, it's expected that a, a U.S. metro area could expect a reduction of something like 300 million miles per year um, in, in car traffic. Uh, which takes about 25,000 cars off the road. Um, so those type of impacts are really important. Um, nobody likes sitting in traffic. Um, and so I hope we can all kind of strive for a world where technology like this is able to reduce that one extra trip and able to kind of uh, free up the roads and make, make travel a little bit faster, a little bit more efficient for everyone. Great information. And it sounds like a great future too, certainly environmentally friendly as well. I hope so. <laughs> So today we've been honored to have Keith Heidi from Wing as our guest. And thank you, Keith, for joining the show. Thank you, Austin. Thank you all. Your, oh, sorry, Keith. I just stepped <laughs> over you. No, I was just going to say thank you all. It was such a pleasure being here. Uh, fantastic <laughs> and happy to do it anytime. But we're going to have you back. And, and we are excited about all the great things that are going to be happening for Wing. And it'll be a great next show to hear all the progress that you've made in all these fabulous initiatives and new locations. Um, thank you also to our executive producer, Joey Self, for making the show possible and Thought Out Media for producing the program. Until next week, I'm Kim Blair. And I'm John Phillips, and this is Virginia Technology Today.